words hoard 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 Welcome to the Lexical Revolution. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Word Horror, the podcast where we look at words. We take words, we trace their meanings and origins throughout history. We talk about several of the different ways that words have influenced us over the course of time and millennia. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Grabowski. Uh, my partner over there on Veterans Day, our our veteran, Mr. Kyle Jones. Kyle, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Thank you. We're, uh, we're we were looking at a bunch of different things. Um, I know, ladies and gentlemen, it has been some time since we've been able to be with you guys. We do apologize for that. Um, due to technical difficulties and life getting away from us, we haven't had an mm-hmm. actual episode on our channel in quite some time, but... We are extremely thankful to be back with you all. Kyle, um, mm. I hope your your day uh, thus far, the last five minutes have been going great. You were in the, <laughs> you were in the yeah. process of explaining to our audience, the people, um, kind of what we have been covering the last couple episodes for those of us who, who yeah. kind of have missed the boat on them. If you want to give us a kind of a crash course in the things that we've talked about and uh, tee us up for the, the next couple weeks, that'd be awesome. Take sure, it away, man. Absolutely, brother. Um, and as I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm trying to uh, to pull up maybe uh, a, kind of a field of what we're going to enter into. Um, mm-hmm. But what we yes, hindrance of motion. Let me get this one right here. This is this is going to be good. So uh, we left off with the Semerillion, J.R. Mm-hmm. Tolkien's uh, magnum opus. You know he. He uh, created an extra theology, um, and I think he flexed his muscles with his linguistics in this uh, beyond yeah. any any fantasy writer, any um, any scholar that could uh, that would be probably scrutinized for getting out of the box so much. And I would say, even pushing it, uh, Tolkien's Catholicism. Uh, you know, if that if. The Cimmerillion were put to the to, to the to the litmus test of a good Catholic. He would probably be uh, condemned or kicked out of the uh, the Catholic Church. Uh, but because it was under the rules of fantasy, he was free. And I think that that's uh, that was part of the genius of his work is that he was he had he had really defined through his Oxford lectures what fantasy meant, and yeah. and and by that. Um, he was given his own freedom um, to uh, to, and I, I say this in tongue in cheek, sit in church and and re- rewrite the Bible. Um, mm. Now, when I when I say that, I, I really do mean I, I think that Tolkien understood theology from language up, and I mean the Hebrew and the Greek, and um, I think that he took. All of, of the world's mythologies and their fantasies from their original language and just reconstructed by filling in the blanks 
um, of what we have is the is the, the Western canon and, and and quite frankly the understanding that we have as Westerners to the text, not from or in and out, but but to the text. And I think that yeah. um, uh, that uh, Tolkien uh, allowed us to see those aporias. He he filled he just filled in the blanks and. Um, um, so you know we we are going to continue with him, but at the same time, for, for me, with you know lots of responsibilities as you have them, um, and, and and getting older, and you get the family, and you know we we I I need to be able to get back to to the biblical text because this is what you know what we're about anyway, and and yeah, I say this sure. you know you know uh, i don't say i am a christian and then i go about my business because uh, that needs to be defined you know right, right. Uh, especially today in today's society when um quote christians and, and i'll say this one quote muslims quote hindus get a bad rap now let, let me just say uh you know let them define themselves you know and put it on the table Put it on the Mensa table here, you know, so we can see uh, how the thing moves. But for, yeah. as for as for me, uh, I, if I say I'm a Christian, let me let me start with first century and go forward. You know, so yes, very um, much so. I, I think that that's that's what we're you know what I'm trying to do is is uh, dig back to the meanings of the words and so. What I try, I'm going to try to do if, if we, if everybody agrees to it, if we, if we can, you know, I want to get back into what I call the pagans' word bank, and I say, and I say, ah, moral. Well, when I say pagan, I mean the people from the peg yeah. out there, <laughs> and not in the camp. We got to we'll always know that that's what I mean. Uh, Refer to episode three, to, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in what that means, the ah, moral mm-hmm. word bank of the pagans. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so. Uh, and I'd like to to hit the Platonic dialogues so oh, that yeah. we can so that we can understand how the New Testament caught these words and they caught mm. them like a catcher's mitt to to take the words as they were coming to be in society and then fulfill them in the, the ultimate philosophy, which is the New Testament text. It really is the ultimate philosophy, and. Mm. Um, um, I think that Paul was very clear that this is the, the, the New Testament theology, that these words were the fulfillment of all that the Greeks could ever have thought about and all that the, the, the Jews could have ever hoped for. It's right here, right now. Uh, Werner Jaeger, Dr. Werner Jaeger wrote a book on Christian uh, Padea, and, and you know, in his work, he really does show that the instruction to the the early Christians was classical pagan Greek, um, you know, uh, language and their mythologies, and yes. uh, um, and uh, you know, the, and their logics. So you know, when when a, a young Christian in the first century was educated, like, or truly educated, they had to know the Platonic dialogues and, you know, Aristotle's d- dialectics. So, uh, as well as all of the plays and all of the classics. So, um, and then to, uh, that way they understood their Christianity. And I, I think that that's a, a, a brilliant, it was a brilliant book. So anyway, uh, Dr. Werner Jaeger, uh, uh, Christian Paideia, so you shouldn't get that book. Could you, when you're saying that, could you go into some of the ways that Christianity in, 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 mod, you know, the, the Christian, 
ethos is rooted in this Platonistic ideal because um, yeah. I feel like our listeners don't really understand that. We, we think Platonic, we think, uh, you know, a friend and and not so much a, a, a you know, I'm, it's a Platonic friend, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's about mm-hmm. as far as a lot of people get. So when we're talking Platonic, we're talking Plato the philosopher, and he's the founder mm-hmm. of philosophy in many respects. But can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how those Judeo-Christian ethics, uh, you know, kind of intersect with Platonism? Um, well, now, in, and I would think that, that Plutonic might be the, the relation, like if it's non-sexual, is that what you're talking about? or uh, No, I'm talking Plato, like Plato the Greek oh, yeah, philosopher. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I like a, a Plutonic uh, relationship would be non-sexual. Uh, Platonic, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> if, if, are you, uh, kind of help me out here a little bit. What, what are you asking again of me? I'm not so sure. So I'm, I'm basically sure. saying when we're looking at, we're looking at, Plato, you're saying that the idea is your, your your thesis is that Plato is working in conjunction with Christianity, or the Christians are yes. rooted in Platonism. Um, mm-hmm. Could you give a couple of the examples of that? Because I feel like it's it's very obvious uh, as mm-hmm. as you look at it. Um, for, for, but but for the people that maybe don't understand Christianity as much, um, could you kind right. of talk about that the difference between that and say like an Eastern? idea of, of philosophy yeah. or an Eastern uh, metaphysic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, when, when we talk about the, whenever somebody says Plutonic, it, it, it does mean Platonic in the sense of the spirit. Um, um, if you have a, a Platonic view, I'll, let me put it this way. Plato created his worldview or should I say he came to be to have a worldview <clears throat> that all things were already ordained. They were set. There's nothing you, you can do. It's a perfect form. And he dealt in mm-hmm. shapes or forms, which is very genius because that's what the Hebrew mind did. And I think that that's a, a very – he kind of jumped out of the box as a Greek in a sense because he mm-hmm. was the first of his kind. But the Hebrews looked at um, – say a period of time, let's just say kind of like an animal, you know, you've got like, let's say a a Cape Buffalo, half of his body is in the water and the other half is on the ground. So do you say that the Buffalo is in the water or in the ground? Is there a contradiction? No. Uh, Mm. The, 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 the anima, the spirit (laughs) is both in water and land. So, okay. When you look at the shape, you go, oh, it's a Cape Buffalo. Let's deal with, <laughs> let's assume Cape Buffalo. So th- that's the, ass- the assumption is the universal anima or spirit. Now, uh, the particulars uh, would be the, the Aristotelian view where we, we look at the foot, the hoof, the the, uh, the the leg, the, the snout, the tail, whatever. So we're looking at the pieces and we're analyzing what they are. And we're, we're going from that. We're, we're uh, anatomizing, the, hence the word, of course, ana up, tome to cut. So we're, mm. we're, we're cutting, we're cutting up the pieces and anatomizing and, and rightfully so that was what was necessary in the quote, objective reality world and still is. That's why it held yeah. to our colleges because, ah, it's real science. We can really look at it. Therefore, we can prove it um, where um, it works. It holds weight because you can touch, taste, smell it. 
And and so our quote, you know, false word universe, you know, uh, is really it's a it's a it's a pseudonym. But uh, university, uh, you know, our universities they promote. Aristotelianism no longer Platonism, where university used to mean uh, both Platonic view and Aristotelian view. Um, That was what the university uh, started off as. The the Groves of Academus, you know, of course, they were, you know, they grew to be um, both Platonic and Aristotelian in their thinking and went forward. So all your peripatetic schools that, that Aristotle uh, I miss this show, and, man. <laughs> it's awesome to see those connections. Yeah. So, anyway, th- that's that's that. And so, when you say Plutonic, you know, and I just want to make sure because that way I can, um, you know, sum up the word because we do use the word Plutonic, but you know, it does come from from the idea of 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 Plato as being a spiritual relationship, and so. Um, and, and I kind of lost. I'm sorry, I lost my mind. Now, is there, ask, ask me the rest of the question so I can. Is there so, another, another part to the question? Yeah, the other part is when they're intersecting with Christianity. Where where is that that fullness of meaning? Ah, gotcha. I gotcha, gotcha. So th- that's the part that takes fifty eight hours to explain. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and and that's what we're here for. So. Um, what, what I'd like to try to do um, is start off, uh, and I'm going to take, okay, this is what I'm going to challenge everybody with. Um, I finished my book. I need to get it edited. Um, it's about 500 pages. Um, it's very intense. And it covers quite a bit of what we've talked about in our in our um, um, podcast. And the... Part of the, 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 the thrust, the force of me wanting to write a book was the study of this. It, and I called mm. it the, the, anat- the anatomy of the will um, uh, or the, the archer's terminologies um, be, because it discusses the word order uh, of action, of motion. Now, get right down to it. Plato, his focus was on motion. Now, if you take the universal, it's the full form. It's done. You're in heaven. Let's just, let me kind of try to make it kid for us all. You're in heaven. The shape is done. It's fulfilled. You are, Joshua Grablowski in heaven is at his fullness in form his full shape. There's nothing that can be added to it. Therefore, he is eternal. He right. is aeonos, aeonos, aeonos. He is, he is uh, ever-ending, on-ending, etc. Um, and 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 but plenum. You know, he is fulfilled. He, there the is totality nothing. of my being is the supernatural form. Is the heavenly. Form. Yeah, it, yeah. And so you're no longer coming to be. You right. are be. You are. And and so the Hebrew word aya means exactly that. So we get into the idea. And so when we talk about like Elohim, like the Elohims of God, God is the Yahweh amongst the Elohim in Job. And all throughout the, 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 the Old Testament, we have God as the ultimate Elohim. Elohim, of course, is plural. Eli means little gods. Now, we or lesser magistrates, I would you could say angels if you want, you can say gods. I'm not quite sure, I'll be quite frank with you. Um, 
at this point in my life uh, with, with, with the language of the Old Testament. But what I do think, and I, I think I'm, I'm coming to this idea that uh, from the Hittite standpoint, uh, Apollyon was the, the lead archer. And right. Apollo, uh, he was a, a, a member of this thing called the Manorband. The Manorband in old ancient Hittite uh, culture and language was the, uh, it meant assembly. Now, assembly of what? It was the assembly of the archers who shot um, for the for their uh, protection of their culture, their society, um, and to and, and their job, they were they were uh, without family. They they had, they had no possessions. Uh, they they renounced all uh, earthly um, uh, ownership of anything, entitlement to anything. They they were supported uh, solely by by the state. Um, to uh, to you know to to remain of course they took care, they fed them they housed them but they they owned nothing but their 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 function was to protect and to bring in food but the but Apollyon was the um, the head of the the minor bond he was the head archer hence we get the word Apollo and what's really bizarre is all of the Hittite uh, myths and their language. I do believe is the mother of all Greek myths. Now, mm. I believe that the, the 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 very names and languages came out of the Hittite culture, which is pretty much uh, Armenian and Sinaitic. Eventually, yeah. So they're all they're all, we, they're again, all they all trace their origins back there. Kyle, is that Apollyon? Is that the same Greek word like the destroyer, the Abaddon? Yes. In, uh, okay. Yes. Now and again, we have to look at destroyer of what. You know, what I'm saying yes, right. it can be the, the destroyer of the world. And I know that we've discussed this before. Um, I don't know. Uh, if we, I don't know if we've discussed it in like detail, but give them give them a crash course because because Apollyon no. in, in Revelation in the Christian tradition, Apollyon is this destroyer that comes. Uh, during kind of the tribulation, when uh, mm-hmm. when when there's there's the the end of the world, there is a person yeah. or a a being or a locust plague or something. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. the in the word uh, in the Hebrew word abaddon, but they say in the Greek yeah. it's called Apollyon, and I guess this would have its its roots back here with the Hittites and with this this archer back in the day. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and so you know we're we're looking at judgment. Uh, the the Kriya or the Krinos of yes. God. And so obviously, if this is ordained to happen, then who ordained it? A random force? Right. De- the devil? No. no. It was who? It was God. God. Obviously, yeah. So if, so if, if the, this, the, the arrow's tip hits, <laughs> you know, our earth, uh, our world, who ordained it? Uh, obviously God, you know? I mean, it's written. It's in the book. So... This is the arrow's tip of God. I, my whole argument is that uh, whatever befalls man, though in the narration we could read it as though uh, the causatives are man, I don't believe that anymore. I believe this is a, a beautiful narration to enjoy that the master is in complete control. Uh, but so the Apollyon would be God's tip, his arrow. Just like if we have in the you know the book of Job, Satan is no more. You you don't hear of him anymore. Mm. Yet Job says 
God, that was you that did that. And God, God obviously all acknowledged you have spoken well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then of course you look back at the old words for the word Satan and, and you've finally come upon uh, a scrivener's um, etching point on the pencil. The thing that carves into clay into clay and makes etches. And so, uh, it, or something that scores, something that, that carves out to make meaning. That is the meaning for Satan. Now that, my friend, is deep. Mm. When, the, uh, when the author is using a tool to carve out, to score out for the sake of what? Meaning. Because yeah. Satan alone, if you took Satan for, for his face value, we would say chaos. But then again... There can be no chaos. So he is totally used as a tool um, for, for God's purposes. And, and, and henceforth, the entire book of Job, the, our earliest book, d- does promote that idea, you know, both in word and in, in narration. So I don't want to get too far out because I'm uh, no, going to that. pull something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm drinking some coffee over here, but uh, I think we're both, so, we're both drinking coffee. It's a good, it's a good thing to have at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> yep, yep. So, I, I, I and I don't want to hit uh, uh, too hard right now. I want to get into the the the, the, uh, the dialogues of Cradalus. That's what I want to do. Oh yeah, that's awesome. But I want, but I want to make a real quick point here <clears throat> that one of the aspects of the dragon now. The dragon that uh, that I think Tolkien <clears throat> was hinting to, or a, a, actually in his Oxford lectures he discusses, um, is the hindrance of motion is in the dragon. Now, now we are speaking no longer in the universal that it's already done. We have come to planum. We have come to the the prero in the Greek uh, planum and the where we can. Uh, we're in the fulfillment. We're not in that state. We're in the motions now. We are discussing, okay, the, the, the universal has now entered into the world of motion. So with that said, the, f- the, the fullness is living out its part again and will come to be back to its fullness. So there is no contradiction if you are in fullness because you're in fullness. Where's right. the contradiction? None. And, and should I say, if you are in, a, in an eternal state, there's no contradiction because you simply are. The cow doesn't contradict itself as a cow because mm-hmm. it is a cow. That's um, what we're now, to be. Yeah. And now Aristotle would say, let's look at the cow how it moves. Then what does, does the drama say? Then the drama exposes the California does. Now what? Now what? Now what? So he, again, he anatomized time, action, motion. And, and hence we have the concepts of probability to try to prove, probus, prove probability. Um, you know, the, the, the case for the world was, you know, created and or would not created in, in the probabilities of this. So we've taken on the idea that, you know, let's prove something, the probability of, uh, of somebody who shot somebody. And can we prove that this, exa- you know, this happened or the train came and hit the car? We're, we're looking at, you know, 
forensics. We're looking at, uh, you know, a, at a picture frame. Let's look inside the picture frame and try to prove what happened. Which is a radical we, concept in and of itself to try to prove or to feel like we need to prove. Because a lot of Eastern yes. philosophy, it, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. And I think the Greeks are the yeah. first ones to say, no, it does matter. And here's the, the proof. We can use that that proof and those ethics and those questions to lead us to the ultimate truth, the, 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 the supernatural truth that is there, that is above us, or that is behind yeah. us on the cave, you know? Um, yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, I, would, I would say this, Plato was disgusted with Aristotle for this very reason, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. He was, the, and, he, and uh, I forgot who he, Plato gave as his recipient for his prize, student, I forgot the terms for it, but uh, uh, he didn't give it to Aristotle. And it was for that very reason yeah. that Aristotle was was promoting the 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 opposite side. You know, I, I think that Aristotle was trying to compliment Plato in the biggest of <laughs> my personal belief is I think he was trying to compliment Plato. But to 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 analyze to see what Plato was not promoting right. in order for them to have a universal to, to join together to be as one to turn as one um, and I think that was very Greek of of Aristotle and um, but um, it wasn't taken that way from Plato mm. and uh, for, for whatever happened I'm not gonna and I'm not going to, to dismiss Plato obviously you know Plato's name was was Bruto. He was a boxer, a brute. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not, no, but that's, that's his awesome. word. It, yeah, he was. A, he would beat you up, man, if you got in his way. Uh, yeah, no he was a go. brute, but he was he was brilliant though. He was a brilliant man, but he was a brute, and he didn't put up with anything. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you look look up the etymology of or the this this name, what it meant. But anyway. Um, the the idea of the universal coming to be and going into motion <clears throat> is what we're going to be discussing because we have to discuss the concepts. Well, you know, <laughs> the argument of free will, is it really free if you're coming to be to what you were in eternity and we have to use our stupid terms or our limited terms, I shouldn't say stupid, but our limited terms. You know, we're talking about eternal terms and themes. Mm. So if I say eternal past, I have to say it in the sense for, for from us to understand. But if you are from eternal past coming to be in our time, there can be no contradiction if you're coming to be what you were another horrible term <laughs> uh, and you will be again what I should say is you have always been and you all will always be Amy in the Greek and and in that sense we are living out therefore a narrative that is in conjunction with the parallel uh, universe of being so in that sense you know, we can discuss the diamond of of you, like or Plato would, you know, or like the Greek culture would say, you have your demon, you have your mind, um, uh, sympathetic spirit, simpatico, to kind of help you, to guide you, and also to carry your own soul with you uh, along your journey. There's a mm. there's a pursuit or an idea that that you know 
I, I need to have that eternal mind with me on occasion during my journey because I can get lost in the wandering. Hence the word going back to truth, aletheia. Ale means to wander. Thea means the God. So truth means to wander with the God. So in yeah, my, my, my wandering... Uh, yeah, and That's it will so funny because that is literally the, the Christian or myth, you know, is is or or, or, or the, the the idea. I shouldn't say myth, but the the, the Christian beginning yeah, the okay. the, is is yeah wandering with God, and that's all we're supposed to do. That's our totality. That is our fullness. Is wandering with Him, and and that really that is the the faith because we're 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 putting our unseen trust mm. that the universal is is here with us in motion and and it is the 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 universal that created the universal so it's the god that we put our trust to wander with and so hmm. but i i don't want to get i don't want to actually i'm trying to stay away from being new testament preachy or new sure. testament conclude conclusive because uh you know because of the words now yeah. What I'd like to start off with is this. Let, let me let, let me start off with one more time. How to Kill a Dragon, Dr. Calvert Watkins, one of the greatest Indo-European linguists, uh, linguists of all time, excuse me. Um, one of the main themes of the dragon, the Durker, Dadek, uh, was that um, he halted motion. Mm. Um, and so Indians say Indian cultures blamed it on the dragon if the waters that that, that came in and plenished uh, the, the the tribe stopped and something had halted it it was called the dragon hence the hint the hindrance of motion now uh, herpetology krepnon the mo- the motion of the uh, um, uh, the animals on the ground as they creep was considered to be uh, that of the study of the snake, the serpent, the crocodile, um, the motion of something slow on the ground. Um, and so they likened the slowness of the waters or actually the, the stoppage of the waters to that of a dragon, the, the Durker. Mm. And, and we'll go on further to say that the Durker was also meant the gazer, the one with the eye, the eyes that, that searched for judgment and were, and were on its side. And also what's interesting is that the tree uh, <clears throat> mentioned in Genesis uh, that was that was uh, told by God, do not partake of, its pictographic form was that of an eye and some shaman or being laying on its side. And as we get into the study of Cratylus, we understand that the word for falseness or pseudo means that which lays on its side and rest and is inert. Hmm. So it's a a very interesting study of what good and bad is. So Plato is right here taking natural terms and showing how the nature, a natural term turns into the abstract to express motion. So first word, doxa, opinion. It means to shoot for the goal or intention to meaning without knowledge or certainty as of yet. Now, interesting word, opinion, 
We'll get into that a little bit. It means Ab in the Hittitic. I'm using Hittite more and more because it's the mother of Greek. Mm. And in Plato, in his Cradless, the word Cradless, and everybody needs to get the Loeb Classic, Harvard series, Harvard Press, Greek on one side, English on the other. Get that. That's an awesome, it's the, yeah, this, awesome resource. Please get it because that's what I'm, I'm using right here. Um, but I'm going back to the to the... Hittite, because the the Cradles was the first etymological treatment ever, ever recorded in history. And the nomothete, or the name giver, that Plato continues to refer to as these words came from the original source that he was giving it to, I would have to say it was the Hittite culture. But then when you say Hittite, you get into Armenian, and you get into the mountains of Ararat, and you get into the region of, guess who? Noah. Mm. <laughs> Utnapishtim. Yeah. The man who saw both worlds. Yeah. Those flood legends have are in every single culture, by the way. It's 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 crazy to see. But um yeah, there that's the yeah. that's the spot of Noah. That's the location where Noah is. Um yes. so it's it's fascinating. Kyle, uh, I know we're, we're running a little bit yes. short on time, um, but a, sure, a couple sure. a couple summaries of this as we get as we kind of dive into this and uh, re- restart this uh, yeah. this anew. Um, looking at Plato yes. and Christianity and the the idea of um, uh, focusing on um, the real. I don't know how to say this the, the right way. <laughs> focusing on the authenticity. No. Um, is there anything that we, yes. any, any practical way that we can do this in our lives, any way that you would recommend approaching this as we study mm. this? Is there any way, any takeaways that we can, we can derive from what we've been learning here today? Yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, and thank you for, for these are obviously that's why I pay, I pay you the big bucks, <laughs> Josh, to, uh, to ask me these questions because I couldn't have asked myself that question. Yes. Um, the, the first is this, and I hope, do I have like a minute? Yeah, do yeah, I have a yeah. minute left? Yeah, we're. Okay, <clears throat> so what I call what what I'm doing is this: I'm showing that the the biblical vocabulary, all of it, did not come out of some vacuum. Mm-hmm. It did not come out of the the opinions, and I say opinions in the bad sense, not the opinions in the good sense. There is a good opinion; it means to grasp. For attainment yeah. up in in the Hittitic, but um, but the in the in the bad sense the uh, open air uh, French Latin uh, to 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 see what you see and to judge. So that is not what Christianity is or was. And I, I let me and I want to really define early first century Christianity that could not have lied in this sense. The language was was used. The Greek, the Koine Greek, was used by Philo yeah. and and all of the the early scholars and church fathers. Greek was was you know, of course, Alexander and Hellenized the entire world. You couldn't speak out of line. Yeah, I was just talking with, to a buddy about this yesterday. Yeah, this is this is this is yeah, rich. it's true. Yeah, you can't you couldn't speak out of context, but we can today, and we're you we're bringing. Our, we we think what we know our language to the, the the New Testament, and so what I'm trying to say 
to the audience is get a Strong's Concordance yeah. if that's all. <laughs> that's, that's a great thesis statement. Yeah. Etymology is, you know, the, is the source I mean, of truth in a lot of ways, or at least the source of understanding um, what our history is and, and, and thusly what our, our religion actually is or our, our belief system and our belief structure actually derives from. It's, it's invaluable. Yeah. Totally agree. You know, and and I, and you could go a step further now because we're out of the you know the eighties uh, with that or not. You can get you can go to Bible Hub, yeah. and if you go to Bible, let's get a called it's called Bible Hub. Get the app called Bible Hub, and go to uh, Interlinear, yes. <clears throat> and so you're going to see the English, you're going to see the Greek form uh, or Hebrew if you're in the Old Testament, and the meaning and the Strong's uh, Concordance number, and then the all these other n- n- uh, n- Naves, b- Biblical Commentary, uh, Dictionary, and, and, and Vines, you're going to be able to get all of these other commentaries on that one word. And then a list, of course, of every time that word was used. So please go to Bible Hub and check it out for yourself. And all the things that I'm saying, you know, I've got, again, I, I don't need to, to claim this too much, but I've, you know, I've got about 7,500 books over here that I reference, yeah. you know, these words. So it's a, 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 and I don't just claim books. Of course, I'm online constantly. I'm on academic press. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm litmus testing these things mm-hmm. with scholarly works. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm checking them out compa- with peer-reviewed you know, theses on the, these topics. Yeah, so B-Day, B-Day when I'm saying is another really good free one, friends. Bauer, Donker, Arndt, and well, Gingrich. He, they're all, uh, it's a Greek-English lexicon of, of the New Testament anyway, and, and you can see some of those yeah. those relationships. So that yes. would be another one that I would recommend, as well as a, a good, healthy, strong concordance. I think there's still something to an actual physical concordance to be able to take oh, yeah. your time with it. So, I do. Um, well, it's uh, just, yeah, just in brief. I just want to try to answer the question as best yeah, I go can. For it. I'm sorry. So the practice, <laughs> the, the, the no, no, the practicality is this. I always use this this concept for you and for everybody that I talk. We say the word nice. I know we've laughed about this, I but this I'm going to say it again. If I said to you, "You're a nice guy, Josh," I, I have insulted you beyond reason. So true. You know. So now we think of the word nice as what? Pleasant and what agreeable, mm-hmm. right? And we even have it as is in our Webster's as such. But look at the origin of the word; it means to be ignorant, yep. as a as a nascent child. Natalis in the Latin, nice, nescere, ne no scare, science. Okay, so we have a, a the Latin origin two thousand years ago says to be ignorant as a baby without. Science. So, come forward to the uh, the days of Shakespeare and Milton. The word "nice" is used in the sense of of being kind of like uh, that person with an agenda and uh, a knife, you know, uh, being held behind their back. You know, so and the reason why I say that is that the, uh, the nice person in the plays of Shakespeare was usually the person that was going to put the knife in your back. Yep. You know, so because if you if you live with somebody for 25 years and they're still pleasant and agreeable uh, uh, because they're a nice person. There's no truth to them. There's no truth yeah. to them. They're agreeing with everything that you're saying. So to quote a really let, nice let, man named Radiohead, fitter, happier and more productive like a pig in a cage on antibiotics. 
just not just, yeah. just stuck by themselves, you know, yeah. and and uh, selfishly there, and but but happy and and safe, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so what what I'm getting at, and the final thing I'll cap with this, and I'll be done, is is therefore okay, therefore the gold the gold in the bank that backs the word nice means to be as a child mm. that doesn't know anything if you use nice in the sense that how of how we use it today you have discredited disfranchised d- disenfranchised uh, abandoned so You've abandoned social behavior. Mm. You've abandoned. You've dis, you have done an injustice to you and the person you're yeah. talking about because you're not really using words with meaning. You're using fluff, and you're not creating a bond. You can say he's kind, kindred, yeah. gone, gin, calm, soon. Same word. It means of a likened kindred soul. Yeah. Now that's something. He's kind. Um, and I had a, a girl to say, well, it's the same word. I said, no, it's not. And that's the injustice and that's of the it. Beauty of, so, that's the beauty anyway, of understanding our words. And that's what we're going to look at next week mm-hmm. is kind of like the, the basis of those words from, from the Hittite. From we, we, the, we, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, well, I'm just going to say we're going to look up the basis for, for the New Testament uh, word usage and why Paul used these pagans, amoral, Greek terms to express the nature of Christ himself. Can't wait. Kyle, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, yeah. my friend. If you guys, uh, if you guys want to hear more of this, feel free to go to our website, Fullness of Meaning Christian Ministries, where uh, you can look at uh, video lectures and our entire podcast library, including several interviews. Word Horde Addendum is another podcast you can follow if you also desire to listen to other people's takes uh, with me and Kyle. Um, we'd love it and appreciate your support. You can write to us at wordhorde at gmail.com. We're always looking forward to doing that. And, uh, Thank you guys so much for supporting us for this uh, last two years. It's crazy that it's almost two years, but it's been a joy. Can't, can't believe I it. I know, man. it's crazy. All right, so here too. Here too, my friend. It. Here too. So, all right, friends. Yeah. Until next week. Hasta la taco. What? That means until the taco. What? Which is really, <laughs> as you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. What? Okay. What? 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 Welcome to the Lexical Revolution.